Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Can I add my welcome to that of Chris earlier on? My name's Peter Bramwell. I'm on the staff here at Christchurch Fullwood. Well, are you excited? Christmas is nearly here. 16 sleeps to go. The advent calendar's up in our house and the days are counting down. Now, how are you feeling about it? Are you looking forward to getting home and spending time with friends and family? Are you looking forward to the turkey and the pigs in blankets and the cranberry sauce and the Brussels sprouts uh, Christmas pudding? Uh, Do you know, there's loads of Christmas traditions, isn't there? And it seems that each family develops their own Christmas traditions. Uh, Some uh, family friends that we have had the, the tradition that the first mouthful of pavlova had to be eaten with your hands behind your back. I knew, I knew someone else, and on Christmas morning, eh, all the children had to line up at the top of the stairs, eh, so that they stand all in the line while their father eh, went downstairs, and he would open the door to the living room and, and look in, and then he would turn back and say, he's not calm, and all the children standing at the top said, oh yes, he has, daddy, look again, and so he would then open the door again and shout back, oh, so he has, come on, come down, and so they would all come eh, running down the stairs eh, and open their presents. And that tradition went on for a long time in that family. And when I first met this girl, they were still doing it, and she was 25. <laughs> I also, I don't know if you remember the, the, the John Lewis ad from last year. Do you remember the little boy who's counting down the days to Christmas? And he swings on his swing outside as he is bored, longing for the day to come, wanting the time to pass. He waits and waits. He watches the rain and the snow come and go. And then the day comes, Christmas Day, and he he runs past the presents at the end of his bed and opens his wardrobe door and picks up the present that he's wrapped and proudly bears the present through to his parents and to give it them on Christmas. Do you know, Christmas really is a great time, isn't it? I love the joy and the happiness, the excitement that it brings. And do you know, I think it always seems to come at just the right time. Uh, Kirsty, my wife, has been saying for weeks, can we get the Christmas tree up? It's so dark and dismal outside. It would be great just to have the light and the, the colours in the house again. Well, we put ours up yesterday. I don't know about you. And it does make things look much jollier, I have to say. There really is loads of great things about Christmas, isn't there? Loads of uh, traditions that we have. I don't know, did you know that Pippa Middleton has uh, written a book about celebrations? And she has a section on Christmas and all the, the different Christmas traditions that there is. As I, as I read that, she tells me that apparently you're meant to, everybody's meant to stir the Christmas pudding mix from east to west uh, to echo the journey of the wise men. Uh, so I'm not sure what we're going to do with our Aldi one. Um, and you know, traditions are great, aren't they? And yet right at the heart of Christmas is not traditions. Right at the heart of Christmas is joy. It is a time of great joy. We've sung some great carols tonight. We're not going to sing uh, my favourite, which is joy to the world, the Saviour's come. Joy to the world. It sums up this time of year. And joy is right at the heart of Christmas. Now, In the, the last passage we read, you saw it in what the angels said. No, look at the, the sentence 10 of what they said was this. He said, but the angels said to them, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. And yes, you you did hear me right there. The angels said that. That's what the, the passage says. And you might say to me, what kind of book is this that you're reading? No, what kind of book is it? You might think it's like the books that my children get at Christmas, which when you open up and you sit down on the sofa to read with them, it begin with once upon a time in a faraway land. And yet that's not the kind of book that Luke is trying to write. Luke, the doctor, wrote this part of the Bible um, and he tells us he carefully researched it. He spoke to the eyewitnesses. He wanted to write a careful history. And incidentally, you see, uh, you see that happening in what he says all are, um, in the passage we read. It all happened during the reign of Caesar Augustus, while Quirinius was governor. It happened at a point in history. And in his self-conscious history, Luke tells us of the angels that they burst in and say, I bring you news of great joy that will be for all people. And the angels then tell us why it's such a good news. They say, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. And here it is. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. It's great news. It's good news. It's great joy because a saviour has been born. Great joy because there is a rescuer. I wonder, have you ever watched uh, Bondi Rescue? It's kind of a fly-on-the-wall documentary about Bondi Beach and the lifeguards who work there. And really, the whole point of the show is to follow these lifeguards around and you see them saving people. Saving people who decided to go for a swim, generally people who can't swim, they often they go out into the surf for a good swim and they get caught in the current and taken out and they're in trouble. And so the lifeguards will paddle out to them on their surfboards and pull them on. They save them. Without those lifeguards, that, those people would die. And the angels are saying the same is true of us. The news is that we need to be rescued. All people need to be rescued. And that means even you and I. It's good news for you and me. Because you and I are in serious danger. You and I need rescuing. You and I are in deep water which is about to go over our heads. Which is why it is great joy that a saviour has been born. That a rescuer has been born. You see, Jesus comes to rescue every one of us here. I wonder if you've realised you're in danger. That you need a rescuer. Now, there's many dangers that you might feel. Now, on a global scale, we feel the danger um, of global warming or terrorism or uh, the financial markets. And then on a more personal level, there's, there's smaller dangers, the dangers of failing exams, of loneliness, of family breakdown. And they're real dangers. We really feel them. But there's an even greater danger that is real and is pressing for all of us. Now, it seems that every Christmas we have to buy a DVD for someone's present. Uh, this year we are, uh, we've bought some relatives The Dark Knight on, on DVD. And there's a number of uh, box sets that I would really love uh, to get this Christmas. 
And yet there is one DVD that I certainly wouldn't want to get. And it would be a DVD which contained everything I have ever thought, everything I have ever done, all my emails, all my texts, all my phone conversations, all the conversations I've had in the pub or at the house, all the things that only I know about and no one else does. That's a DVD that I certainly wouldn't want to be sitting down with my family on Christmas afternoon to watch. If it was me who had that kind of DVD, I would be terrified to watch it with people. Terrified that my friends would get it. I'd be frightened I had no friends left if they saw that. Now my my family are lovely, they're great people, but I imagine them watching that and thinking, what's this going to do to my relationships with them if they saw what I've thought and what I've done? So you'd be terrified because that DVD would destroy my relationships with people who are close to me. But here's the thing. God has seen everything I have done. He's seen everything I have ever thought. And that's not just true of me. God has seen everything I have done, but he's also seen everything you have done. And it really does destroy our relationship with him. And the worst thing about that is he is our life giver. He gives life to us. Having our relationship with him destroyed means that we face death, that we all die one day. And if you want to get a glimpse of what it would be like to see God and what we are like before him, you you see it in the shepherd's reaction in the passage we just read. Now in verse 9 it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. The shepherds were terrified. And just think, these weren't weren't namby-pambies. These were really hard men. They're used to protecting their sheep from wild animals. And they are terrified. And that's only at angels. When you know that God sees everything, everything about you, everything about me, we are helpless. We need a saviour. You know, back to Bondi Rescue again, you really should watch it sometime. Um, you sometimes see people who are caught in a current. You see them getting pulled out and they're swimming as hard as they can to get back into shore and getting nowhere. And so the lifeguards paddle out to them to offer uh, them assistance. But no, more often than not, those men, they just turn to the lifeguards and say, do you want some help? They say, no, I'm all right. I'm fine. Now, often these generally are men, and they look really big, obviously work out in the gym. It must be something about men and accepting help. But quite obviously, these men are not all right as they struggle to get back into shore. And so the lifeguards will hang around, and sooner or later, those people will realize that they are in serious danger. So it's really hard to ask for help, isn't it? But sometimes we need to ask for help when we realize we're in danger. See, those men in the, in the surf, they need a savior, they need a rescuer. And we too need a rescuer. We need a savior from our rebellion against God. And God has provided that savior for you and for me. A savior has been born. 
is Christ the Lord. Which is why it's such good news when the angels say a saviour has been born. It's such great news. And for those of us who are not deceiving ourselves, it's the best news we can possibly hear. A saviour has been born. There is someone who can reach down and lift you out of the water and put your feet on solid ground again. Someone who can restore your relationship with God. This child came to be your saviour. And as Luke's careful history of Jesus' life goes on, we see very early on the trajectory of that child's life was going to be death and death on a cross. From this manger, we follow Jesus through 30-odd years of life and it ends with him being crucified on a Roman cross. And Luke records the, the words of Jesus to show that when he did that, he went there to save people from the punishment they deserved. He died to pay the penalty which is deserved to us for our rebellion against God. That's how this child becomes our saviour. The baby born to die. The baby in the manger born to die to save us. And it's a gift which just keeps on going on and on. Now I really love on Christmas morning seeing my children open their presents as they rip the paper off. I love getting presents at Christmas. I can remember great presents from Christmas past. I particularly remember a laser gun I got once. It was brilliant. It had a, I made sounds and shot a red light at people. And I just thought it was brilliant. <laughs> but you know, I also remember my brother knocking uh, that gun out of my hand. And it spun through the air and smashed um, on the floor. Uh, do, you know, do you feel like that? that? A lot of presents are like that. They break. They get lost, they wear out, they just lose their fascination. You see, at Christmas, the gift of Jesus never wears out. It's life forever with God, relationship restored with God forever. This is a time of great joy at Christmas because a Savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. Do you see how fantastic it is? It's just brilliant. A saviour has been born for you. Now for some of you here tonight, you might want to investigate this a bit more. You see that there's something significant in this child that you've never thought about before. Well, early in the new year, we'll be running a course to help you investigate if that's what you wanted to do. It's called Christianity Explored. Uh, there's a number of these kind of forms uh, around the church building. You could uh, pick one of those up and fill it in, or if you ask me for one at the end, I can give one to you. However, for others of you here, you might see clearly that you need a saviour, that you are in danger and need rescuing. And you know, the way that Jesus becomes your saviour is by praying to him and asking him to save you. That's it. You admit you need saving and ask him to save you. And if you're honest with yourself and if you want to ask Jesus to be your saviour, then I'm going to pray in a moment. It's a prayer that you could echo in your heart and ask Jesus to be your saviour. I'll read the prayer out so you know what it says so you can decide whether it's something you wanted to pray. This is the prayer. It says, Dear God, I know that I'm not worthy to be accepted by you. I don't deserve your gift of eternal life. I'm not good. I need saving. 
Thank you for sending your son to be my saviour. Thank you that he died for me that I might be forgiven. Thank you that he rose again from the dead to give new life. Please forgive me and change me that I may live with Jesus as my ruler. Amen. That's the prayer. If you want to pray that, I'm going to pray that now, line by line. I'll pause after each line and you can repeat it in your head if if that's appropriate for you. And as you do that, be assured that God hears us as we pray. Well, let's pray now. Dear God, I know that I am not worthy to be accepted by you. I don't deserve your gift of eternal life. I am not good. I need saving. Thank you for sending your son to be my saviour. Thank you that he died for me that I might be forgiven. Thank you that he rose again from the dead to give new life. Please forgive me and change me that I may live with Jesus as my ruler. Amen. If you prayed that prayer tonight, you can be assured that God heard you and God forgives those who come and ask to be forgiven. He grants eternal life to all who ask for it. If you have prayed that tonight, would you tell me afterwards? I'll be on the door outside after the service. Just say to me, I prayed that prayer. I would love, I'd love to meet you if, you if you did that tonight. Well, why don't you sit back now and the music group is going to sing our next song for us. A song which talks about what Jesus has done. You will see in the chorus, it says, What joy, what peace has come to us. What hope, what help, what love. Now, as we have been thinking about a saviour has been born. After the band have sung this, we will stand again then to sing our final carol.